Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey there, wise ones. Emily here. I just wanted to let you all know that in the coming weeks, I'm going to be interspersing some of our regular episodes with Veronica and I with some episodes of interviews with some of our amazing presenters for the third annual Cauldron of Wisdom Conference. So buckle up, listen in, and let's get to know some of our fellow witches. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily, and this week we get to have a special guest joining us. So Amanda Osborne of Heathen Moon is here with us today, and she's going to be sharing with us some of her own personal journey. She is also going to share with us a little bit about the class that she's going to be teaching at the upcoming Cauldron of Wisdom third annual virtual conference. So welcome, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. Um, I'd like to first start by amplifying the energy of the vast and deep Stalo and Coast Salish lands, uh, whose stewards by, of the land, sea, and sky are cared for by the Chilhuayuk, uh, Seamath, and Skwayu First Nations people. On the other side of the valley where I live, the Cayuse, Umatilla, and Walla Walla First Nations. May we all do our part as uninvited guests to ensure that the land is back, stewarded, and led by its rightful spirits and hands. I love that. Beautiful. So good. So uh, for people who might not be familiar with the mm-hmm. land that you're on, where am I talking to you at? So I am tucked away in a little mountainside community called Yarrow, BC, um, and I it's in Canada. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm uh, on Turtle Island with with you, but on the on the other border, on the other side, and yeah, it's a it's a really beautiful beautiful place to live. There are mountains and trees, and the the land really um, really speaks um, to uh, to spiritual people and uh, people who are called to a more energetic kind of way of being. Uh-huh. So you feel like you have your own kind of community there that you're a part of? I feel like I am a part of the the land's energy for sure. Mm-hmm. Um the community itself is a little bit um there's lots of like Dutch farmers and things like that who stay within their own communities. Oh, okay. Um so our our family is I wouldn't say like um othered. But we definitely, um, we definitely try to make our, our presence the, um, you know, least intrusive, especially to the land spirits, because um, the land actually was um, originally a, a large lake. It was uh, Sumas oh. Lake, and it was drained to um, 
uh, and it was when it was colonized, it was drained uh-huh. to uh, make room for all the farming and things like that, that, that um, the, the settlers wanted to, um, to, to produce because it was rich land. Um, which is funny because in 2021, we had that large flood. I remember that. It was like the lake was, you know, reclaiming that the space. And even though we were displaced, I I didn't fault the land because that's, you know, it's, it's what happens. And also the Western infrastructure really needs to be changed. So that was, um, that was a really important learning process for us as spiritual and energetic people and as a family um, because the uh, the majority of the energetic work that I do uh, within the land is honoring those water spirits that are still you know trying to find their their places you know uh-huh. so that's uh there's a lot of water offerings <laughs> around here <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious. So like, I want to know more about you, but I also, I'm like, oh, tell me about your offerings. <laughs> like okay. what, what kind of offerings are you leaving for the water spirits? So it really depends. So in the, in the winter, there's not a lot that needs to, to be tended to. Um, so I'll typically pay more attention to the, um, the spirits of like the the animals like the squirrels and the birds that are still around we have lots of crows um lots of eagles and things like that so it's really just listening to what the opportunity that is given so if i'm out in my yard and i see that there's like a new um a new path that a little squirrel made then i'll maybe set out some nuts and things like that in the um. summer in the summer, it's definitely a lot of um, like a lot of just fresh water. Sometimes we'll go to the river and I'll just grab um, grab a like I'll ask the river. Um, and I always um, now actually um, I introduce myself to the river because the river is always changing. Yes. So when I approach um, when I approach the, the river, I introduce myself now. And that actually came from one of our sisters enchanted community members, Georgina. And, um, so, um, that, that has amplified and deepened my relationship to the water as well as to the, um, like the, the land that my house is on. So Mm -hmm. I'll go and grab a, uh, a jar full of river water and I'll place it, um, next to my, one of my favorite trees. I love that. I love, I mean, obviously in my, in my witchiness, a big part of that is just connecting with the earth and the land and what, what the land I'm standing on, what it needs, how to care for it, how to acknowledge it, how to, how to acknowledge its hardships too. Like when the earth, like we just had massive drought here in California and with this wild winter we're having, apparently we are now out of drought, but it has, I've been, I mean, I can feel it in my body of how dry the earth has been and how like almost desperate for water the feeling has been and like going out and and offering water to the earth and like catching the water in the shower to take out to tend to the plants and just being like yeah I'm I'm here with you and I get what get it like I I appreciate you and honor you and care for you um and I recognize you do the same for me right it's it's reciprocal it's all it very reciprocal. And so yeah. thank you for sharing that. Cause it's really a beautiful mm-hmm. practice. My pleasure. It's really important to have a, um, that kind of cyclical or not cyclical, uh, symbiotic, um, relationship. Totally. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, that's, that's what I actually think so much of magic is about. That's my personal bias is tapping into the energies and working with the flow, not trying to like stop it or control it, but like finding the rhythm of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Find where you're, where you're naturally, where that natural flow for you is where you fit into that natural flow. Absolutely. Totally. Well, now that we've talked about your land, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like what's, what's your path? What are you, what are you doing in the world? Well, right now, um, we just celebrated six years of Heath and Moon as a, as a business. So that's, uh, fantastic. It feels like it happened in a blink. And (laughs) then I was starting to think about how my partner and I, so Ryan is my partner in life, love and magic. And our passion is Heath and Moon. And we have grown together as a business and individually, spiritually as people so much over the last six years, we started um, just doing runes and witches runes and occasionally a, uh, a crystal grid or two. And now we do, Ryan is the, the woodworker and he is an incredible talent and he understands energy on a really interesting level. He's an electrician by trade. So when I talk to him about the things that are happening in my own practice, he has a really interesting way of kind of like unwrapping it in his own brain and then like telling me like, this is how I see it. And it always leads to these really interesting conversations, but I digress. Um, I do, uh, he, for my part in Heathen Moon, I am a sigil witch, a sigil crafter. I do astrology and I do spell work. So um, I I feel like Ryan has a lot of like that, like the tactile stuff. And I have more of the ethereal, like metaphysical stuff, even though he is an incredible artist as well. He does some amazing things with woodworking and wood burning and pyrography. And we, uh, we have an enchanted laser behind me. <laughs> <laughs> so he does really phenomenal things with artwork. Whereas I, I do, um, I do sigil craft and that's how I express my artwork and, uh, how I tap into my own, uh, metaphysical, energetic spirit and how I convey it to the world. Mm-hmm. What brought you to sigil work? Um, I was, so my, my grandparents were always really interested in painting and like oil painting and things like that. And they would always take classes and they would, um, they would try to get me to, to draw things when I was little and things that they never turned out how I wanted them from my mind's eye. Like my, my, my hand and my mind's eye just don't, they don't connect in that way. I feel you. <laughs> I, was, I was always a little bit frustrated. And then when I discovered sigils as metaphysical tools, um, they, it just, it made so much sense. And then I, I felt like a freedom. And when I learned that sigils can be your own magical language and how you mm. communicate your intentions to your, like to spirit or to, you know, the universe or source, however you see or feel it, it was just, it was very freeing because it was, it was a way that I could express myself in a way that I had never felt confident in before. So it was really, 
it was, that was a, that was a really impactful moment for me. And then I got a little bit frustrated because there's all these, uh, when I was doing more research about it, there was, you had to be of arcane blood, you know, occult oh. arcane blood. And, um, it was very like uh, gatekeepy and yeah. Um, there, so then I discovered, um, Laura Tempest Zakroff's sigil witchery and that changed my, changed my world again, because she came at it, uh, with such a beautiful artistic eye and the sigil witchery is a workbook. So you practice circles and you practice, you know, points and you, and you put it all together and then you make your own symbols for, you know, your keywords and things like that. So that really put a, a bigger, uh, a bigger lens, um, and perspective for me. So that was, that was something that I was, I'm always eternally grateful for. And so that, yeah, that's, that was my journey here. So when you work with sigils and like in your business, are you creating sigils individually for people and incorporating them into the work that your partner's doing or yeah, occasionally? Yeah. Sometimes they intersect for sure. Um, I do a lot of, um, a lot of independent sigils for specific, um, spell workings or intentions for folks. I, um, I do a thing, uh, a really cool thing called sigils of the stars, which incorporates my love of astrology and sigils. So what I do is I take your natal chart and I, uh, those lines and, um, medians in, uh-huh. inside the, inside your chart, I look for, um, what's most interesting to me about your chart. And then I, uh, I do the reading and then build the sigil within those lines. And then oh. that's, that's what you can, what you can work with to, um, unpack the, the stuff that I've, you know, told you about the chart. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's really, it's really interesting because folks that have used their sigils, um, in relation to their readings, like if you are not connected to your rising sign, then, you know, maybe you would use your, your sigil to tap into that energy a little bit more. Uh I love Mm -hmm. that. It's really fun. It's what, it's my favorite thing to do. Well, I know that you had taught sigils for another, um, another conference that I offered and I, I loved all the things that you brought. I'm really excited to to hear your presentation this time. Um, but I, I really loved how sigils are like a thing that you can take with you anywhere and you can use them on anything and you can make them, you know, you can anoint something with one, you can actually draw one there, but you know, it's the energy of that symbol. And I just, I love how portable it is. It's so diverse. It's, yes. sigils, sigils are incredibly diverse uh, as tools used for specific intentions and purposes. Um, there's such a there's such a wonderful way to direct intentional energy. And it's really beautiful because it really can be a language that's personal to you, like a symbolic representation of of your own language. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what I find the most exciting about it because everybody's language feels differently. So, yeah. and it's fun seeing people explore it too. Um, I have taught, um, so the presentation that I did uh, in, I, was I a part of your first round? I can't remember. 
I think it was, oh my gosh, I can't remember either. I think it might've been the second conference that I did. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, so the, that first presentation I've done, uh, I revamped all of my, um, all of my sigil crafting, uh, worksheets and the presentation itself. So mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be, um, uh, pretty much brand new. And, um, I have this really interesting, um, thing that I describe sigils as, and it's the four C's. So, um, when you're thinking about creating a sigil, you're going to think about the catalyst. So that's the need that you have. Then we're going to refine it and clarify it. Then we're going to create it. And then there's that confirmation, which is the, you know, uh, whether you need to, um, uh, you know, anoint it to activate it, whether it needs activating, um, or, you know, if the creation of it is the, the activation. So it's going to be, it's going to be really fun to, to go through that again. And I, I've taught, uh, basic, so not basic, but beginner sigil craft, which is what I'm going to be presenting to um, our folks at the Cauldron of Wisdom. Um, and I also teach the intermediate too. So it's really nice to have those two um, kind of separate because there's so much in, in, that, in that first spot. And then um, for the folks that are, you know, I know a little bit more about sigil craft, then you can just hop right into intermediate. So that's been really fun. And I love teaching it. And I've taught it at, um, so my day job is a community member and shopkeeper at Phoenix Rising Metaphysical Emporium here um, in the Lower Mainland. And uh, we have an event space and it's been really fun having uh having that event space so that we can all explore different uh, crafts and different ways to explore energy. So that's one of my favorite things to teach. So I'm really excited that I get to do it virtually because I haven't since, um, I don't think since the, the last time I was with you. So. Oh, wow. Maybe, okay. Maybe one time, I think. <laughs> well, the nice thing about virtual is you do definitely get to reach a lot more people. Um, you know, all over the place mm -hmm. instead of just in your community. Although it's always lovely to be able to offer things in the community too. Yeah. And I love how passionate you are about sigils and it's accessible. I love yeah. the accessibility of it and it's not something that is hard. You know, right. there, there are things, there are hard enough things, you know, yes. magic should be, magic should be accessible and um, attainable and sigil craft is, is absolutely attainable. I totally agree. I'm all about like everyday practical magic, like yeah. use what you have and mm -hmm. make, make that be the thing. You don't need all the fancy things. Like the fancy <laughs> things are fun. Not They're gonna lie. Yeah. That. <laughs> it's great when you have them, but you don't need them to practice your craft. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Amanda, how did you come to witchcraft? Oh, um, <laughs> you're awesome. I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> how did I come to witchcraft? I, I think I just understood that what I was doing was witchcraft, you know, one of one, one day. Um, I think I, well, I first identified as, as a witch in my, in my teenage years playing uh -huh. with a Ouija board. Um, that was my first, um, 
my first foray in, you know, protection magic because <laughs> it got a bit like it does for most teenagers. It got really scary, yeah. but instead of being scared, I was like, well, what can I do to prepare myself better? Because I still wanted to, I still wanted to explore, um, which is funny because I was going to mention this. Um, my, one of my best witches, um, Luna, we started a small community, um, and we're growing a small community and it's uh, frightfully delightful. And we go live every Friday night and she does, uh, she puts on a spirit box uh-huh. and does the Estes method. And I transcribe what comes through. Um, tonight is actually going to be our 52nd live. So we've, uh, we've been doing it for a full year starting in January. Uh, of last year. And it's been really amazing because we explore with curiosity. And that's something that I'm really excited to continue to do because as our, as Ryan and I um, grow as individuals, we've kind of, we've kind of gravitated towards what our niche in creation is. And that's haunted relics or, Uh um, you know, enchanted things. And, um, his favorite thing to make right now is scrying mirrors. And what um, I didn't know he was making those. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we have, we, we go out and we curate them and we ask each mirror, you know, like, what do you want to be and where, you know, um, and I work with them energetically, um, once they're, he, uh, so I cleanse them and clear them. And then he, um, sometimes some of them don't need cleansing or clearing. Some of them want to stay, um, with the spirits that are already in them, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, and he also, we create spirit boards as well and planchettes. And, um, so that's kind of where our, um, our interests lay is in that kind of occult and paranormal space because those tools are are important to our daily lives and our individual practices. And the more that we um, explore and hone that, uh, the deeper our craft becomes. So in circling back to what your question was, I, I think it's just been a, a series of not feeling afraid to explore spaces and Mm -hmm. claiming the word witch as, as an identity and as a, as a role within the community, because I, especially with working at Phoenix, you become a community um, pillar and somebody who is um, some, uh, like a place where people can go if they're hurting or confused or like wandering on their path. Like, I'm not going to tell you which path to choose, but I will, I will hold your hand until you get to that spot, you know, and then, then you're off on your way. I'll, I can help you find a crystal that will make you feel empowered to find your own path. Or I will show you the candle that I would use if I was in your situation, or I'm just here to listen to, um, your successes, your heartaches, um, and those kinds of things. And those, um, that kind of community role is something that I'm honored to to participate in and I am so lucky that I get to that I get to be 
um, in, in that role. So that's, that's the, the long winded <laughs> version of how, how I came to witchcraft. I think that it's, um, it's just been an exploration and not being afraid to explore and then um, continuing to explore and learn and unlearn. Well, and an evolution, right? It's this ongoing evolution of every time we learn something new, it's like, oh, let me try that on. Let me try that on. And like you said, Mm -hmm. finding your niche, like, Mm -hmm. oh, here's the piece that really speaks to me. Yeah. And not being afraid to, to let it go when it's done. Yeah. I love that. We We don't always have to, um, we don't always have to hold things so tight, you know, um, like being not, um, not being afraid to turn into goo in a chrysalis because you are afraid that you're not going to solidify again, you know, because we are, we all ebb and flow differently and not being afraid of those ebbs or, or not being afraid to, um, not being afraid to know when that flow is coming back, but that it will come back. Right. Like being able to hang in the liminal is really what it comes down to like letting everything dissolve so that you can be in the unknown so that something new can form. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. It's it's hard to be goo. It really is. Yes. It's very hard because then, yeah, it's like, who's supporting me? I don't understand. Yes. (laughs) And yeah, it's, it's very hard to be in that, in that stasis, you know? So yeah. Well, your framework is lost. So it's like, where do I, how do I fit here? I feel like that is really what we do throughout our lives. And, and I really like the idea of applying that to our own witchcraft journeys. Cause I definitely know I've been through that in my own journey of this isn't working for me anymore, but I'm hanging on so tight because it's what I know. And then it's like, oh, but if I let that dissolve, look at this door that just opened and all this cool new stuff I get to learn about and delve into and different energies. And yeah, it's, it's really powerful. It is so like, that is the most powerful thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to geek out with you here for a minute because I, I'm curious, are you a Hellier fan? (gasps) yes okay so my girlfriend my girlfriend Luna uh she is part of Greg and Dana Newkirk's um para museum oh yes me too Uh, oh are you (laughs) oh yeah I will have to let her know to find you in there because yeah she um I don't have the budget for it yet but that's what I'm working on this year (laughs) um but yeah, that's uh, one of the one of the reasons why we're so passionate about uh, about the paranormal is because of folks like Greg and Dana Newkirk and mm-hmm. Connor and Carl Pfeiffer. Yeah, because we um, we enjoy their uh, their exploration of the paranormal and occult spaces and haunted objects and yep. things like that. Because it's it's very um, as much as it's not new it's a new approach to it because I I dislike ghost bros so much who (laughs) yell at yell at spirits and like you know like bend to my will and it's like no can you just put a glass of water out for them and just see what happens (laughs) please totally so yeah the, the Estes method that we that we do each Friday is uh Carl Pfeiffer and Connor's um invention so yes 
Yes. Well, when you mentioned it, I was like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. I bet bet we're on the same geek squad. (laughs) We a hundred percent are. We call it, we call ourselves the ghosty ghouls. Um, (laughs) We just just started our Kofi and we have uh, gorgeous ghosties and fantastic phantoms and special specters are our tiers. (laughs) So yeah, we are, we are fully um, on the geeky ghost train. So (laughs) fabulous I'm all about the geeky ghost train I the occult and you know all of that is something I have always been passionate about since I was a little kid and uh yeah give me a good cryptid any day of the week oh yes please (laughs) yes so so I'm always stoked when I find other people who are also on that train me too and um actually one of our frightfully delightful members is also a community member with me at Phoenix Rising and uh I can't I said um I told her I can't remember I can't remember how this came up but I uh John Tenney came up and she uh-huh. was like you know John you know about John Tenney and I was like yeah do you know about John Tenney and John Eel Tenney and um it was like this really cool moment because even though she was part of our frightfully delightful team uh or community she didn't know how deeply I was like invested you know so <laughs> It was really a, a beautiful moment for all of us because it is like, it is a little bit niche, right? So yeah. it's, it's wonderful to find other weirdos. And totally. I, yeah, that's, that's where, that's where our passion lies right now is weird, getting weird with, uh, getting weird with paranormal people. <laughs> Sweet. Well, if anyone out there is listening, who's a paranormal person, you know, you're also on our, our geek train. We hold space for, for all of your weirdness. For all of your weirdness. Love it. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So Amanda, how can people find you? What's the best way for folks to find you? I am in so many places, but <laughs> the 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 best way to find me is on Instagram at underscore heathen moon underscore. And we're on the Facebook and I try to do TikTok. Um, I'm more active on my own personal TikTok, which is Whimsical Heathen. So that's where you can find us. And uh, heathenmoon.ca is where you can find um, our products and our pieces and what we're conjuring. And I I always try to have um, an updated website. I'm actually going to be posting a bunch of sigils for for folks to use in their practices because my my friend Stephanie from the Witch Basket is here and she created uh, an amazing candle that has space on the label for a sigil. I love and, that. Oh, it's so juicy. Uh I don't think I have one here. I used to have one on my desk, but um anyways, she um she's a fantastic creator. Oh, here, let me let me show you. <laughs> I love to get to see all the things. Yes. So this is, um, this is brand new. She hasn't launched it yet. Um, her candles are usually smaller, but she started to do seven day candles. Oh, nice. That's where the sigil will go. So it's, um, she's a fantastic creator and, uh, she's the witch basket. Uh, if anybody wants to follow her she's a fantastic person and a lovely uh lovely magical being and I love her so much but uh yeah so she she asked if I would create a bunch of uh, sigils to have just on my website so that she could 
send folks if they if they maybe don't know how to create a sigil or don't want to create their own sigil then they can just they use can one. Use, use one yeah cool and you said the witch basket is that on instagram uh instagram she is on tiktok she does amazing okay. tiktoks she shares all about her animals and stuff she's got so many animals um bunnies and hedgehogs and birds <laughs> she is a she's like snow white i swear <laughs> <laughs> Yes. She's on, uh, she's on Instagram and cool. TikTok. Yeah. And if you want to hang out with us and talk to ultra terrestrials and, uh, spirits and specters of all kinds, um, you can catch us every Friday, usually around 6 PM, uh, Pacific and 9 PM Eastern. That's me and Luna. We go live and we usually hang out for about an hour, an hour and a half. Um, and yeah, we can, we can hang out and chat with chat with the abyss for a little bit where, where are you going live at we go live on heathen moon on our instagram and oh, then, okay and then she hops on our frightfully dot delightful instagram got it yeah well i'm also making notes here for anyone listening because i will put some of this information or as much as i can in the show notes so you'll be able to find it easier fantastic and I hope that all of you will consider joining us at the Cauldron of Wisdom, where Amanda will teach you all about making sigils and learning how to do it for yourself in your own language. Yes. Yes. Thank I'm you so excited. much. Thank you so much. This has been really fun chatting with you. Absolutely. It's always, and it's, we got to find out we're both weirdos. So that's extra I special. <laughs> I hope, I hope that you'll um, come on one of our lives and, and hang out with us. Oh, I'd love to. I mean, that's, yeah. that's totally up my alley. So yeah. yeah and we're in, the t- we're in the same time zone too. So that's yes. kind of, yeah. yeah, it's really good. Cause I go to bed at like eight o'clock. So <laughs> perfect timing. <laughs> great. Six is yeah. great. All right. Well, thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Emily. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to Witch Next Door. If you like what you hear, you can click the anchor support link in the description of this podcast. And if you want to help other people like you find us, you can do that by... You can rate us, you can review us, or you can subscribe. Right? Yeah. And you can do all those things. You can just <laughs> click the little stars, you know, and give us like we'll some comment. cold stars and we'll comment. Yeah. How was this for you? You know, whatever. Love it. I totally love it. it. That way people who are checking out podcasts will be like, hmm, that Veronica and Emily sound like an interesting listen. I think I'll pop over there or wow, they're off the hook. We'll go listen to them. Those people can't stop laughing. This must be <laughs> so- there must be something good here. I could use a good laugh. Yeah. Anyway, so do that, please. We'd appreciate it. It does help other people find our podcast. And uh, and then we also really love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, that's another way to get it to us. Uh, you can also always write us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.